0: So they didn't really tell me which bowls we were gonna be mixing everything into what, and so I put my least ingredients that go into it. It was just, a fucking cacophony of failure in here, boys, in that like <laughs>
1: Hello everybody and welcome back to the One New Thing podcast. I'm your host Ryan Kukruz joined as always by the world record holder for most powdered donuts consumed in under a minute, my co-host Derek Wallace. Hey. Hey Derek, how are you doing so far this week buddy? Good to see you back.
0: Yes, yeah, nice to see you as well, man. Um, this week's been great. I've been working outside. I'm pretty sunburnt. I've got camping plans for the weekend. Things have been pretty chill. How about yourself?
1: Oh, not too bad. I'm glad to hear camp and Derek's coming out to play again. He is. That's always nice. I've been working indoors, my friend. I'm moving this week, so that's stressful. I'm moving into my new place on Friday. So
0: I'm happy to hear Condo Flex Cook is coming out.
1: Condo Flex Cook coming out early, but that's honestly, that's all my week's been I Was getting ready for that. So. It's a little stressful, but it will be a late night editing, and then all day tomorrow I'll just be packing up my nine belongings. (laughs) Speaking of our weeks, though, one really nice thing this week is all the feedback and the love we've been getting from everybody, hey? I
0: still can't believe it.
1: It's been nuts. We just wanted to thank you so much for the continued support. We're growing every single week, and we're getting out of our comfort zone, you know, doing things that we don't want to so you don't have to, right? So that's the whole
0: point. (laughs) (laughs) I I gotta say, I still love yodeling. I I yodel in the shower, I yodel in the car, it's one of the two new things I'm still actively doing. Any idea what the other one is?
1: Can I take a guess here? Oh Of course. Are you, are you still cross-stitching?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like, nightly. I don't text while I watch my Netflix anymore. I'm a cross-stitcher. I'm freehanding. Like, I'm not even following patterns anymore. I'm freehand cross-stitching now. You are... The best and worst
1: guy I've ever met in my whole life. A <laughs> 98-year-old <laughs>
0: woman.
1: The best and the worst. I've, I've never met a guy who just has like a natural ability for all these random hobbies and just loves them.
0: I mean, yeah, I think it's because I come into these things with propensity for enthusiasm and I'm not afraid to love Ryan. I think that's the difference between you and I.
1: Derek, I've been hurt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like you poked
1: yourself <laughs> with a cross-stitch needle? Or... No, I could never love again. No activity. <laughs> I've been hurt by so many activities in the past. So many activities. This is the only reason I'm doing this. This is court-mandated therapy. You know what, though? Yodeling, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It was the most fun we've had. And again, thank you so much for the support. Speaking of cross-stitching, Derek, we had ourselves a winner in our big giveaway there.
0: I forgot we did that
1: you might have loved cross-stitching but the hours and hours of torture caused me I I had to get it out of the house so you guys have been sharing like crazy the winner was Shanda Guy in Minneapolis Minnesota
0: congratulations Shanda
1: congrats Shanda we sent your one-of-a-kind item in the mail dropped it off just today so uh, with the border being closed you'll see that anywhere like three to 38 weeks somewhere in there (laughs) <laughs> but but anyways, last week after that fan voted yodeling session, after that stress fest, after Ryan's panic attacks and Derek's natural ability to, to sing in his head voice, <laughs> I kind of wanted to let things cool down a little bit, so I cooked up a new challenge.
0: Boo,
1: Derek! I'm trying to whip this crowd into a frenzy. Oh, these fucking cooking puns! Somebody boo this guy! I'm trying to get a rise out of him, Derek. Okay, <laughs> buddy, I'm just preheating the audience a little bit here.
0: Oh, my God. Stay in your lane, Ryan. You know that my pun's meringue supreme.
1: <laughs> 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 okay, Derek. We get it. You're the best at everything. But this week, if you haven't figured it out by those obviously written puns, we baked cakes. <laughs> you can find these cakes on our Instagram at One New Thing Podcast. You'll see the finished
0: product over there. But
1: it was a new skill. How did your week go, Derek? How how did you feel going into this? How did you prepare How are things?
0: Okay, so in the kitchen, I'm famously more of an artist than a scientist. That's just who I am. I like to, you know, dabble splash. I like to work in dollops. Any old hats might remember the Cooking with Derek show, with worked exclusively in smidgens and pinches, but baking was a lot more technical than I expected, evidenced by the fact that for the first cake, which I made two cakes, uh, the first cake I made, I figured that every time I looked at the recipe, I would take a sip of beer, thinking I would look at the recipe like, 15 times. I looked several times. At a certain point, I was looking multiple times because I was too intoxicated to remember <laughs> what I read the last time. I'm so shocked and baffled by that
1: because everyone says that math and liquor are the obvious combo for any scientist.
0: You'd think, but here I was, about I want to say an hour and a half into my first cake, when I looked at my groceries that I had lined up on the counter to make sure I didn't forget anything and went, huh, I haven't touched the milk yet (laughs) at which point I realized that I had not added milk to my cake and it had been in the oven for 15 minutes so I pulled it out scraped all of it back into a bowl half cooked mixed milk into it and then tried to rebake it and it uh turned out terrible
1: well so this was cake attempt number one so what kind of cake did you try and make I know there was milk in it so you made a milk cake (laughs) (laughs)
0: The milk cake, I I elected to swing for a from scratch strawberry shortcake. I've now googled it enough times that I'm getting targeted ads for the children's show, which (laughs) too bad. So that first cake though, it turned out so woefully that I left it in the fridge overnight, nobody ate it. And then my roommate's mother swung by two days ago to drop off camping supplies for the weekend. And being a mom, she poked her nose in the fridge and texted him to say that, like, you need to throw that moldy cake out right now. (laughs) That is disgusting. You're two grown men. Treat yourselves better. And uh, to which he had to respond, no. Derek made that last night. It's <laughs> just that bad. It was so deflated and, like, dewy looking. What was the
1: problem with it? What was so hard about it on your initial approach? Why did you struggle? This is the first time I've ever heard Derek say he couldn't do something first a try.
0: Besides intoxication and a misjudgment of how often a person checks a recipe. The real downfall for me, obviously, I forgot the milk. I brought the milk out, but my cake featured a meringue. And basically that's like frothed, light, fluffy egg yolk, which then the air bubbles, heat, and it expands the cake. What I did was I took that out after it had cooked for a bit and the expansion process had happened. Whipped it flat, (laughs) added a a dense milk, put it back into the oven, and what I was left with was this deflated, angry, like, oh my god. Foul, foul cake. The flavor was all there, but it was disgusting. Literally a cake that, like, yelled at
1: you to go away when you opened the fridge.
0: Do you remember, how, how are you on Harry Potter lore?
1: I've seen every movie about five times. So you know there's that
0: book of monsters that is a monster itself? Yep. That my cake also is a monster. Like, it (laughs) seemed like... If you were to open it, it might bite your face off.
1: And if you want to go farther back, you could also go with Are You Afraid of the Dark Lore?
0: Yeah, dude. Are You Afraid of the Dark Lore? If this podcast fails, we should just make a podcast where we watch like: Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps sequentially.
1: <laughs> of- Hashtag drops in the bucket.
0: <laughs> yeah. R.L. Stein, if you're out there, will take a sponsorship. Yeah, I think this is the best
1: time to mention our new podcast coming out. Uh, One New Thing presents the Goosebumps watch party (laughs) so first one epic fail what'd you change how'd you approach the second one i haven't seen this thing yet so
0: okay so after the first cake bombed and i mean bombed i Went back to the grocery store, repurchased whipping cream. I also got springform pans, which the recipe called for, which my mom told me is not what you make a strawberry shortcake in.
1: What is a springform pan, if you don't mind me asking? Ah,
0: okay, so for those of you that aren't professional bakers, it's, it's like what you make a cheesecake in. Basically, it's got a plate... And then the outer rim of the pan is held in with a spring clasp. Uh, So when you cook the cake, you can then unspring it and lift the top off, leaving it just on a plate so that soft-edged cakes can be removed without crumbling to shit. You sound like such a nerd right now. (laughs) (laughs) My second cake turned out significantly better. I got my ingredients right. I didn't drink. While I was making it as much. And remembered milk.
1: It sounds like an overall success for cake number two. Did you proxy like we discussed? Did you have someone taste test these cakes? Has anyone judged their appearance? Who has seen these things?
0: Okay, so my first cake, my partner tried. And uh, then I asked her, like, imagine a world where we aren't dating. Would you have seconds of my cake? And she just cold ass did not respond didn't say a word, so that one wasn't great. But for my second cake, I did have two people try it. Well, not people, but I did have two creatures try it. There you go, and there you go. What do you guys think? That's a yes, edible cake. Yeah, yeah, so the dogs liked it, which means it's definitely a great cake.
1: Oh, exactly. Dogs are notoriously picky for taste. <laughs> 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 I think
0: it's a passable cake. I've tasted it. It's good. Hey,
1: it's edible. They ate it. That's all we said is appearance was important and it had to be edible. So all in all, so it sounds sounds like if the dogs ate it, it was edible, but I, I'm a little confused, <laughs> Derek, because the last few weeks... You've had help. Did you Did you go into this one alone? I No interview?
0: I mean, actually, I did need some help this week. So I reached out to a friend of mine and of the show, Alexandra Trotter. She's a WSET3 wine instructor, marketing manager, and a wine and dog blogger. So I asked her what she knows about baking. Well, it takes
2: a little while and you have to follow <laughs> the steps. And then you have to make sure that you... Get all the ingredients beforehand so that you're not running to the store. (laughs) (laughs) And then just if you follow the directions
0: to a T. To a T. Gotcha. Well, here's the problem. I already made my cake and that coffin is completely sealed. There's nothing I can do now. I don't care if you do have tips. I can't fix it. But I understand that you're a marketing (laughs) manager. Is it possible you can help me market my cake?
2: Well, I can try. (laughs)
0: I've taken some like terrible, terrible photographs of my terrible, terrible cake. Do you have any tips for how I could make them more appealing to Instagram? Yes. Okay.
2: So two of the main things you want is consistency and visual appeal. I just got to clarify when you
0: you say consistency, you're not talking about of my cake, right? Because that thing's a dense mess.
2: No, (laughs) no. If you're going to Market your Instagram feed. So say you do own a bakery or something. And um, keep in mind, like, I'm no real professional here. But, I mean, I have enough experience to give some tips and tricks. Sure. Say you're going to market your bakery. What you want is, like, the same look on each post. It doesn't have to necessarily be edited the same way as long as it's edited consistently. So if you want your feed to be kind of more light and airy, I would go white or, like, the white background. Feed.
0: So I should be trying to kind of establish... I guess a brand, you would call it?
2: Yeah. So when you're going to edit your posts, they don't have to be edited the same way, but edited in the same style. Right. You know what I
0: mean? So it's like if I walk into a hot topic, I don't want to find bridal gowns. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that makes a ton of sense to me. And that also explains why that, like, orange and teal Caitlin Glasgow filter is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um... I wish I could tell you. I don't actually know. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be hip and relevant. Um, is there any programs or applications you could kind of direct me towards to fix my picture of my bad cake?
2: Yes. Okay, so the best one that I use, um, personally, I find it the easiest to use, is called Lightroom. It's actually by Adobe, and there's one that you can get on your computer, or I use the mobile one. The good thing about that one is that you can get presets. And what presets are is there images you can buy that have editing settings already set to them. So when you put them on the Lightroom app, you just have to copy the settings and paste them onto your photo. And then it edits and then you can tweak them however you want. But that really helps with again when I was talking about consistency on a feed, having presets that you can go back to and use really helps with the consistency.
0: So, like, kind of how, like, when I walk into a Hot Topic, they've got, you know, wrist warmer with Jack Skellington on it, but also a t-shirt with Jack Skellington on it, but also, like, a coffee mug with Jack Skellington on it. Our Hot Topic's still open. Do you think that edited is the new normal in 2020?
2: You know, if you're a very talented photographer and you can take photos on a camera, that don't need editing, absolutely good for you. For the average everyday person like myself who I have no photography background, I just take photos either on my phone or on my husband's phone, (laughs) and then I have to make them look presentable for online, you're gonna need to edit them. And having an app such as Lightroom, or I know other people use like Visco, or there's other ones out there that you can use, you're going to edit it to make it look appealing because we don't have the talent to take photos where... Right,
0: not every influencer that. is already also a photographer.
2: Exactly. That makes
0: <laughs> sense. Is there any responsibility to content creators to provide something organic or at the very least like hashtag there's a filter on this post if they don't?
2: Well, that's where you get into what is the difference between a filter and light editing. Because if you're just editing a little bit, I don't think that there's really the need to be specifying. I mean, for the most part, if it's like heavy editing, you can tell. Right. But no, I think that it's so so common that if you feel the need to do that, go ahead. No one's going to judge you for it. But I just, I don't think that that's really a necessary step to
0: be taking. I think I'm just like a pretty gullible media consumer. Like every time... Like, Billie Eilish came out with, not came out with, but somebody took a photo and had edited her acne out, and then she just reposted the one with acne and said, nah, this is who I really am. And I was like, what? Well, that wasn't Billie Eilish, yeah. sorry, that was Lord. But um, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that Lord had acne, because I'd never seen a celebrity with acne before.
2: And see, that's where you got more to the photoshopping versus editing. So, like, when I look at, and I guess photoshopping is, Part of editing, but for me, when I'm editing a photo, it's like contrast or um, exposure or highlights. So I feel like if you are going to be photoshopping and you have that level of skill, like that's that's a whole other level of skill. That's a than different just thing. The Lightroom app.
0: I get <laughs> you. So that's like yeah. if Hot Topic was selling knockoff Gucci with Jack Skellington on it. At that point, like it's a different level of changing the truth. Here's the real question everybody wants to know. You've seen my cake. Would yeah. you? eat a slice of my strawberry shortcake?
2: Uh, I would because, I mean, even if cake is ugly, it's still cake.
0: That's a big statement, Alex. I don't know <laughs> if that's true in this case.
2: Well, I would at least try it if you brought it to a potluck.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you so much for taking this call, Alex. My pleasure. And that's why my Instagram looks so great. For the record, though, I googled whether or not strawberries were bad for dogs, and they're not.
1: I was expecting to go into that interview and learn something about baking, but it sounds like you got your (laughs) interview done a little late, buddy. So instead, I learned a little bit uh, about how you're going to cheat this system and edit your picture so it looks more appetizing than mine so kudos on the workaround. A lot about cheating Instagram posts people think I am better at baking than you are. Thank you so much Alex for the interview we would uh love if you edited maybe some of our photos because we are both just technologically in the dark.
0: Speaking of editing can you edit out this silence while I bring my cake to show you are you ready to see this thing? Cue the edit Music
1: back he is back what do you have for me to look at my friend
0: it's a cake i'm gonna take a bite live on the air you ready
1: asmr podcast hashtag drops
0: bucket <laughs> <laughs> three two one here's the reveal i'm gonna take a bite while you look at it Ooh, that's pretty it also
1: looks like when you fed it to the dogs you just put the whole plate down <laughs> It does look a little mangled as far as your cutting technique goes, but it is pretty.
0: Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I also, uh, I didn't buy enough whipping cream for the second cake, so the top doesn't have whipping cream on top like it's supposed to, but look at those layers. Those are nice layers. It's
1: a nice spongy looking cake.
0: What you got here is two layers of like a sponge cake, you were right in assuming, made out of meringue and then traditional sponge yellow cake batter. We've got whipped cream for the whipping cream, and then I... What is the word? It's like mercanted vanilla strawberries to make the strawberries. Like I I reduced them in a... Mercant? I don't even know if that's a word. I don't think that is a word. But I put some fucking vanilla extract on some strawberries and left it for a time period. The cake is fucking delicious.
1: That's fair. And with this cake looking so much better too, on your second attempt, did you check the recipe more frequently or had you just done it already and you felt more confident? I
0: actually remembered most of it. I did some research. Figured out what a soft peak was, what a hard peak was, stiff peak. I did a better job. I did research between day one and day two. I was unsure on the ruling on that. Like, I I, I struggled with myself. Should I try twice? And it, just, it seems like the, the thing is one new thing, not one new thing once. So I figured I had a week to produce a decent result, and I think I was right to try twice. If you disagree, let me know in the comments. You
1: 100% had that right. I even brought it up in the original podcast that, you know, you, you have a week to learn how to do it, and then we have this final product bake off essentially but yeah it looks good looks edible man good job
0: well yeah man thank you i did manage to make a second edible cake and uh it was a hard road but it was one that i was willing to take like miley cyrus i made it up the mountain (laughs) 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 that's that's gonna be the first
1: time where that beautiful beautiful inspiring song was referred to an attempt at
0: making a shortcake <laughs> <laughs> enough about my uphill battle sometimes you're gonna have to lose Ryan I'm curious how did your cake go
1: you know what man when I picked this one we all know I'm grumpy I've been getting my ass kicked by these challenges I think you're killing me. oh I do a great job I just I mean I haven't slept since episode two right so <laughs> Moving on from that, right? When I picked this one, I was really cautiously optimistic and I was very meticulous about choosing this one, you know why? It's very structured. It's very scientific, Derek. No. Yeah, there's a lot of numbers and measurements that have been reviewed, peer-reviewed and tested over the years. Oh my god, don't do it. You know I'm into logic, but you know what I'm even more into, Derek?
0: Son of a bitch.
1: Christ. Woo! Amped me up. Hey! I'm all amped up now. Boom. I'm all amped up, Derek. You know nothing gets me going like statcore music. Let's do this thing, Stack <laughs> Statcore music, man. Hey, Derek, did you know... That there's a National Cake Day, November 26th.
0: I didn't, actually. It's a pretty cool day.
1: Yeah. You know what else is cool about that? Is they were like, cakes are so awesome and so beloved everywhere, that not only is there a National Cake Day on November 26th, January 27th says National Chocolate Cake Day. March 29th says National Lemon Chiffon Cake Day. April 7th is National Coffee Cake Day. May 19th is National Devil's Food Cake Day. And June 11th is National German Chocolate Cake Day. Chocolate cake's got two days, motherfucker. Fact. Oh my god! How about a stat? Stat! Did you know specialty brand of baked goods in the United States is a $3 billion a year business? I did That's a lot of sugar, baby! Here's another stat for you. How much do you think the largest wedding cake of all time weighed? Uh, I'm gonna guess 59 pounds. Oh man, you were pretty close. 15,032 pound cake. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: it's
1: not a small cake.
0: I'm coming around on facts and stats. I'm coming around on facts and stats.
1: Man, they're important.
0: They're important.
1: (laughs) How much do you think the most expensive cake in the world costs?
0: Uh, Okay, you know what? I went way low last time. I'm going to say $3.7 million.
1: Pretty close. $35 million cake. (laughs) (laughs)
0: for who do you know for who you can't just breeze past that
1: now when reading about this cake it's was crafted by chef dk group skills and development chef at atkins spence hotels but uh, this is why i'm saying this is i agree this is kind of bullshit but this is the record you know when i when i get a cake i want it to be decorated with like icing and things of that nature. Edible things, certainly. You know, sugar-based things. I want want sugar-based things on a cake. Well, this cake, it was adorned with ten different stones belonging to the sapphire family.
0: Oh, fuck off. Yeah,
1: it also included ten pieces of jewelry, (laughs) ranging from necklaces, bracelets, rings, brooches, pendants... High pins, cufflinks, to nose rings and toe rings. Why is there a toe ring on my fucking cake?
0: Like, if that's the standard, then, like, did you hear about that $17 million dinosaur skull cake that Leonardo DiCaprio bought and hangs out in his living room? Like, grow up, cake
1: maker. Yeah, they put some icing on a dinosaur skull and then put $17 million in its mouth. Here's a stat for you. More than 29% of U.S. school districts have banned cake sales and bake sales due to anti-obesity regulations. Kids are getting fat. Free the cake. This stat's a bummer. I'm back on hating. Bring it back around for you here. According to an old English superstition, putting a fruitcake under your pillow would make you dream about the person you were going to marry. So, Derek, it's a fact. And last but not least, the saying, you can't have your cake and eat it. Originally, eat your cake and have it is first seen in print in 1562 in John Haywood's proverbs and epigrams. That's right, they've been talking about cake, writing about cake, dreaming about cake since like 590pp, pre-post. So go ahead and fact check us, One New Thingers. I've just named you that. Derek will hate every second of that. Um, One New Thingers? One New Thingers. Those are our people. If you think of a better one, Derek, we'll bring it up on next week's podcast. Some
0: New Thingers? Some
1: New Thingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like that one better, because then it's not just one person. But yeah, those are my facts and stats of the week.
0: All right, man. I got to say... You had me, then you kind of lost me at the end there. I'm I'm lukewarm on facts and stats after this, week. <laughs> but how did how did you prepare for the challenge? I chose it because of simplicity, like I said. So uh, honestly, the hardest part was shopping. Tell me about it, dude. I spent like straight up 30 minutes looking for cream of tartar.
1: And I told you early in the week, I was like, I don't have an idea quite yet, so I'm just gonna go to the store and kind of see if some inspiration hits me. Did it? Yeah, literally, the first recipe I looked up, I was like, okay, that's the cake. <laughs> that's the cake I'll make it's just your classic white yellow cake I
0: went with that but shopping man I went to Bulk
1: Barn you ever go to Bulk
0: Barn uh once or twice I like to make my own trail mix because I'm a dick I don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say I promise that's not pretentious Derek just really likes certain nuts
0: (laughs) I mean find a macadamia nut anywhere but Bulk Barn you know what you can't and
1: I also learned apparently you can't find fondant anywhere but Bulk Barn as well which was a nice little heads up I got wait you used fondant may or may not use some fondant man oh my
0: god have you even tasted your cake?
1: Yes, I have.
0: God, fun! That's on baked expectations. Like, that's a cake material.
1: Yeah, 100% it is. Um, but also, for my particular design, I decided on... It was going to be a very simple fix to evenly distribute something over the entire cake. <laughs> it was good. smart. Yeah, so it was, it was going to be the right result. But bulk barn is something else, man. Especially right now during COVID, they make you wait at the front and then they bring someone who scoops everything for you. And so they're like, "Do you know what you need?" And I'm like, "This is what the recipe says." Yeah. I said confectioner sugar, and they said this or this, and I said confectioner sugar, like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bring me the right one. Oh, my goodness. So not only were you in over your head, but you were in over your head in like a high school like that, that's like a nightmare it's like a high school test definitely were you in your underpants also i felt like it man but like, did all of your teeth start falling out and you were in like a hallway that you could never get to the end of no matter how fast you ran
1: you know what since i picked the first recipe and i when i searched the recipe i wrote simple my ingredients list was severely limited um yeah shopping was tough i did end up saying fuck bulk barn but i went to walmart to get my cake pan just because i've never baked cake And they wanted like 30 bucks and I was like, I guarantee Walmart has this for like six and they did. So that was honestly, that was all the prep. Google the recipe, got the ingredients, had an idea, got to work. The cooking itself, man, I enjoyed it because it was science and then everything I had to do was repetitive and easy so i just watched sons of anarchy while i creamed butter and sugar are people still watching sons of Anarchy? all the seasons came out again on netflix man if i gave recommendations i'd rewatch it but yeah so i enjoyed it the one thing with bulk barn is i ran out of sugar so i did have to actually literally knock on a neighbor's door and ask for a cup of sugar so that was like my only trial or tribulation of the entire thing. All in all, I, th- I feel like it was a very good first result for me, honestly. Normally I'm all rah about this, but this was an activity that took me like three hours, and I feel
0: pretty good about my first cake. I'm not even going to get to call you a tryhard this week, am I? You just- no, you can call me a tryhard when you see it. <laughs> It's that good. I'm not surprised. This seems like the kind of thing you would naturally be great at.
1: Well, it's not because it's that good, it's because of the effort in just pizzazz. Pizzazz. Like you were nice and simple. Should I grab you my
0: cake? Let me see this cake. Bring a fork, I want to see you eat it too.
1: back so when baking this cake and i'll pull it out here derek i thought this is like a head-to-head we get to look at this someone gets to eat it derek will probably like out craft me in some way so i gotta go i gotta go grand <laughs> oh no so i was like what's grand like what's the grandest thing that i know that's still part of me and it was it was a planet earth dude <laughs> oh Whoa! <wow. laughs> yeah planet earth there's the insides for you buddy so it is a blueberry fondant frosted white cake four layers in between each layer is a cream cheese and blueberry filling that i prepared and it's the planet earth and it's giant and it weighs probably 10 pounds and nine and a half will go to waste because irony of all this derek is i don't really like sugar
0: me either i'm not a sweet tooth guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I have this huge, heavy, epic earth cake that will not go uh, overly eaten, but...
0: Yeah, you can get that in you. Yum. It's really, really good. You're not wincing. Did you have anyone else try it this week? I did.
1: I did. So originally this podcast... I'm going to take one more bite, actually. That's how good it was.
0: Yeah, no, definitely eat it. I ate it throughout my entire segment. Oh, did you? No, I'll just sound loud
1: and I'm not (laughs) just... I stole this idea, if you might remember, from one Jillian Bell from Calgary, Alberta.
0: Huge fan show big friend
1: (laughs) huge fan great friend one thing i'd like to mention is jill is an avid supporter but has literally followed runner up on everything we've done so far all polls (laughs) all contests like she is the most avid supporter so i was like you know what i need jill to be my proxy so i packed the blueberry sugar and flour version of planet earth up into my trunk and I took it over to Jill's house and let her be the very first one to try my very first cake. I made the first, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Australia's over here. That's Australia? Yeah, that's Australia. how you know, fucking heavy that thing is too. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know, because I don't know how to bake a cake and it's probably disgusting. <laughs> so we'll see. Animal test oh my god well it looks good on the inside looks good on the inside jill presentation out of 10. i'm
2: gonna give
1: you a solid six six i'll take a six yeah i'll take a six okay obviously portion size 10 out of 10. Mm. it's a giant
0: 12 out of 10.
1: yeah, yeah giant huge cake now see if it's edible okay is it edible? good actually. It's good?
2: Yeah.
1: Taste out of ten. Yeah, right. I really like it. Nice.
2: I'm
1: gonna say nine out of ten. Oh! I really like it. Yeah. Suck it Derek. <laughs> Suck good. it. Nice. First, that's <laughs> my first cake ever. I know I got a little, just a little, worked up there. I do apologize so I was just excited uh, but the verdict was in. Definitely, definitely edible.
0: I forgot to ask the dogs for an out of 10.
1: I'm pretty sure they gave it a couple roughs for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure they counted 10. Maybe a bark. But yeah, that was my cake, man. And that was that was us baking a cake. So what have we been doing lately? We got we to gotta judge this new experience. We're going into the big three. It's soon to be produced big three music that we do not have yet. So it's just Ryan saying this out loud. <laughs> big three. Boom. That is officially going to be it every week now. (laughs) No! (laughs) That is the new intro music to Big 3, so appreciate it. Baking a cake. Overall, Derek, honest effort out of five. What kind of effort do you feel that you put into this, uh,
0: this new thing? Okay, so I made two cakes. I went to a grocery store two separate times to get cake stuff. Three separate times, actually, because I forgot vanilla extract on the first one. I was in a superstore and I asked an associate where cream of tartar was. So, I'm going to give myself a 4.6 just to make your graphic hard. Honestly,
1: from talking to you the last couple of days like as you were breaking and when you broke the news to me you're going to cake 2. I could tell you were putting like a genuine you were like I I want my cake to be taste a tasty treat. So,
0: I wanted to do a good job of this, because I've, I've always said I can't bake, and it's always been true, and actually still continues to be true, but it is slightly less true than it used to be. So to answer the question you haven't asked, the impact? Yeah, what's the new thing, impact? I'm giving myself a 1.2 on this new thing, so far 1.2 on the impact. Okay. But I think that will grow with time if I stick with
1: it. Okay, so 1.2, that's our second lowest in history, what was it about it that put so little impact the lowest ever with me with a pity one on yodeling so 1.2 for baking
0: why i didn't get much better i i I didn't get much better i don't enjoy baking it's not something i found relaxing i thought it quite stressful it's just it's i'm not gonna do it but i gave myself a 1.2 and not a zero because i know that should i have to do it again I'm going to be like 1.2% better. That makes sense.
1: And then um, you kind of answered this question already, but overall, this experience, will you do this
0: again? I'd love to say no, but like, I know for a fact I'm going to get forced to bake again at some point in my life, be it for like a potluck or, you know, maybe my girlfriend listens to this episode and goes, how come you never bake me anything? <laughs>
1: The pressure, like the pressure situation bake. That's what I was going to say is I I bet you anything like a last minute I forgot your birthday. It's like, oh, I can rip a cake real fast. Ah, <laughs> I can bake kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense, man. Well, good job. Honestly, your cake looked delicious. The dogs are still alive.
0: No, nah, I haven't been outside since we started recording. So I go check on them. I think it's fine. Awesome. So how about yourself, man? Uh, honest effort. Honest effort. I would say a three.
1: I and I'm only saying that because it went well. And when I'm used to doing these challenges, I'm used to like man hours and like frustration. If I said like five effort, I'd be a liar. Okay, I'll still give it a effort. three because I went the first recipe I saw. I went to a store once and then I <laughs> I baked it in, in a three-hour process while I watched television. So maybe a two. <laughs>
0: All right, I'll take a two, good for you. All right, so I think, yeah, two sounds fair then, probably. How about the new thing, Impact? Where does that seat?
1: A little higher than you would say. I'd say I'd put myself at a two to two and a half.
0: Lock it in, give me me a hard number. Yeah,
1: let me speak this out out loud and then I'll lock it in. The reason I'm in that range is because we are on the same page where baking is never something I've been interested in. I don't like sugar. I've always said I can't bake, like I didn't try. Now that I know I can bake, it hasn't sparked anything in me. Um, At least now I can say I can bake. I just don't like sugar or care to. But, you know, I will give it a two and a half because I now know in a pinch, no matter what, I have something I can contribute that is easy, not overly time-consuming, and is just based on on stats and facts, bro. Facts and stats.
0: All right. Well, that makes sense to me anyways. Uh, Do you think you'll do it again?
1: Probably, yeah. I'll give it a thumbs up. I'm the same as you. What do I have the intentions as a spark to know? Um, Will I bake again in some form of scenario where it is required? Well I have kids one day and maybe their school isn't obese, so there's a bake sale?
0: Right, you're going to make little Tabitha's birthday cake. Exactly,
1: yeah. So I'd, I will do this again. Thumbs up. We'll do this again.
0: Well, I think that wraps up caking. Stick a fork in it. It's done.
1: Oh, coming <laughs>
0: in hot. <laughs> And you know what that means.
1: means it's a new thing, and I'm terrified because it's Derek Week.
0: It's not a craft this time. Am I reading War and Peace backwards as we predicted earlier? No, but kind of. Um, speaking of great authors, you familiar with George Orwell? Uh, of them. Yeah, so uh, famously he tricked a whole group of like 1930s idiots into thinking the world was ending with a radio play War of the Worlds. We're gonna make a radio play.
1: What? What is a a radio play?
0: We're gonna like. We're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna like um, re- write a story and then record with sound effects a, a play for the radio, like a like a players play.
1: Oh, so we're we're doing a sketch.
0: Uh, I guess. Yeah,
1: like we're doing a Kanye West late registration broke fire broke <laughs> we ain't got it sketch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Where's your little backpack? <laughs> Where's your little backpack? <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, no, I, this one? I, this is one that I feel the best about from any you suggested so far.
0: It's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be an opportunity for us to reach out to friends and get voice clips and maybe like record ourselves walking for footstep sounds. It's going to be great.
1: 100%, and this is already built into what i do with my other podcast and the spare bedroom boys there we already filmed some sketch stuff so you set me up for success Derek.
0: i figured it's two creative guys with recording equipment we could make pretty good work of this um so i think actually because it's not gonna be a hard ask for us uh, i want to say 10 minutes of independently created radio play
1: and that is where he comes in hot 10 minutes he wants me to write half a sitcom. <laughs> I
0: mean, no one says you can't have intro and outro music. That's true. like, long, exasperated silences.
1: I'm going to lead in with Stairway to Heaven. And, <laughs> and then just lead out with a, a symphony. <laughs> so just two minutes of chatting. It'll be 20, 27 yeah, gonna, minutes long.
0: I'm going to co-opt the... Um... Inception bomb sound and just hit hard <laughs> yeah. over it. I'm
1: genuinely excited with this.
0: It could be maybe a feature film, or maybe a especially long one. Yeah. Very special episode of One New Thing. <laughs> first, got to end this one, and we always end those with thank yous. So first, I want to thank you guys, the listeners who got us over a 1,000 downloads in July. That is crazy for a little baby podcast learning to walk. I want to thank Alex Trotter, who you can find at, at MHAlexandra on Instagram if you're interested in wine and dogs. Or you can follow her wine blog, blackdogbold.com. As always, our Facts and Stats intro music is by Rogue Pixel Media. And hey, Ryan. Hey, Derek. Proud of you. Proud of you too, buddy.
1: I've been on dating sites and told girls that I was impressed that they bake because I couldn't bake. But guess what? I've done it now. This shit ain't very hard. That shit ain't impressive at all. Way to do math.